Oh, the mic is on? Just kidding. I'm the one who put the mic on because I am the only one in the room talking to myself like a madman. Welcome to the Creative Coping Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Anomaly, and apparently I do not take myself too seriously. I'm here to have fun and hopefully you all enjoy the show. On this week's episode, I have my guest, Brandon Stooth, who is an independent filmmaker, script writer, and photographer. But before we get into that, I want to thank you, the listener, who could be listening to any other podcast in the world right now, but you've chosen this one. You've chosen to give me your time and your attention, and that means so much to me. I appreciate everything, and if you're listening through iTunes, please subscribe so you'll be alerted every time I post new content. Leave a rating and review so you can help others find the show as well. Let's get into it. How's it going, Brandon? What's up? How you doing, JV? Doing good, man. So for those who may not be familiar with you, give us a little introduction about yourself, man. No, my name is Brandon Stoof, and I am a filmmaker at heart. That is my passion. That is what I love to do. And yeah, that's my creativity. Awesome, man. Dude, so going back into how we met, everything like that, through Heaven and Hell, stuff like that, you did a lot of cinematography videos for Moses. And just filming like different artists and doing their thing but you go you go beyond that i mean you do music videos you're working on like short stories you're writing scripts like you do it you're doing a bunch of things behind the scenes not just with the camera but just telling stories through your your short films and stuff like that oh yeah i mean i've probably worn every hat you can on a (laughs) film set no i've done producing work directing work cinematography written short films writing a full feature right now you know, so we have gaffers, and we, I've pretty much done every position you could do. That's know, awesome, man. At some point. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that would really kind of struck me with just creativity in general. And, like, I've had poets, I've had singers, songwriters on here to tell their stories. And, of course, those are people that are on the stage. What I wanted was someone in control of all of that, those same elements, I guess, mm-hmm. but behind the camera. Right, and I, I just thought it'd be really interesting to kind of talk about that. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing for especially if you're introverted like myself. Yeah. Like you don't have to be out in the public eye. I'm not the one getting on the stage or in front of the camera, but I'm telling the story. Yeah, you know, as, as the director, it's like my vision of what I want this fake world to be, and how everything goes. You know, and as a cinematographer, I get to control lightings and framing and stuff like this and tell a story through that visual aspect of it all. And so it's really cool as a somebody who doesn't like to be in front of a camera to yeah. have all these different elements of it and put it all into one, blend all the one, and tell this amazing story. That's awesome, man. So what are some of your influences, whether it's like just big-time directors or independent directors, anything like that? Well, I have a, I mean, a plenty of directors and cinematographers that I love to watch, you know, Spielberg, genius, you know, yeah. um, Alfred Hitchcock stuff. He set the, the mold for a lot of the things you see now. Warren Scorsese, oh, he's a genius. I love his work. You know, <laughs> yeah. Goodfellas, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Christopher Nolan, you know, these, oh, guys, yeah. these guys are awesome. Uh, the type of guys that you can really get into their movies. Oh, like yes. You can spend an hour and a half, two hours, three hours sometimes, and just get completely lost. Oh, yeah. And, and they're just they're awesome at what they do. Yeah. So your background, you you went to school for this. You've, Correct. You have a degree and everything, man. I do. I have my bachelor's degree in digital cinematography. Nice. Yep. So, how did that, so how did that work? What school was it? I went to Full Sail University in nice. uh, Florida. 
You know, I did mine correspondingly online, but the school was in Florida. And it's dedication, man. It's good you stuff. You know, to be able to do that, you know, <laughs> yeah. juggle juggle just life in general, you know. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a experience, you know. At the time, I was working, I need 100 hours a week. What? And, and, oh, yeah, and then having right. to go and, on top of that, do my schoolwork, Dude. which wasn't just study a couple books, you know, take some tests. It was getting out there, filming things, writing things, you know, talking to government offices about things, calling film offices, doing all kind of research. It was it was an experience, you know. And I, like I said before, I'm an introverted kind of person. I hate talking on the phone. I do. I don't. I really text me. You want to talk to me, text me, yeah, yeah. you know. But – you, I had to break out of that mold, like that, that that scared person, I guess you could say, that introverted person, and say, "Hey, I got, I have to do this. You know, it's part of what I want to do. You know, so I got to make the phone call to somebody I don't want to talk to to ask permission to, to try to get permission to do something. You know, yeah. fortunately enough for us here in Louisiana, there's not very many things that stop you from filming things. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it's something I found out calling the film office here at home. But yes, Homewood does have a film office. I had no idea. Yes, they do. Um, but I called them and asked them like, what kind of permits you got to have for you no know, filming and stuff like that. It varies for parishes or counties if you're in a different state. You no, know. but for here in Terrebonne Parish, there's only three reasons you have to get a permit to film stuff. Really? Yeah, that's well, it. What's that? Pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. on-site security by police officers, or if you're going to stop traffic, pedestrian or vehicular. That's the only reason. The only three reasons you had to get a permit in Terrible Parish. Good to know, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, it had to take me getting out of my comfort zone to call these people and find out this information. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I don't know. Um, I actually saw some filming being done in Napoleonville probably about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew anything about uh, that. No, they always got filming going on. I here. know, man. But that was, I think, the first time where I actually saw a set, and yeah. I was just driving. I was actually making a delivery for this company, and. Uh, yeah, it's like they had um, like a fog machine outside, mm-hmm. and it was just like insane. It was like one of, at, a, at one of the uh, plantation houses, or whatever, yeah. and it's like the whole set, and they had like crew parking signs for like crew parking and catering. I'm like, this is insane. Like, I just want to kind of sneak on the set, you yeah, know, and just kind of see what's going on. I had an incident. I had some like some that some of that happened to me recently, like oh, probably about a year ago now. I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, somebody asked for a ride to go to a film set. He was an oh, extra. Really? He was extra on it. What? You know, so we went. I took him to Braithway. No. Yeah, yeah. And we get there, and then we had this crafty table. Like we, all the actors actually. It was for the movie Assassination Nation that oh, just okay. came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Uh, they were filming oh, that in Braithway. What? I didn't get to see the set, you know, because we were kind of far away from it. But I heard like the gunshots. They were shooting some kind of fight scene in some neighborhood. Oh, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I was there for that. Like you hear like the PAs, the you know, production assistants saying, you "No, know, shoot out the guns." No, blah, blah. and yeah. boom, boom, it was like. This is crazy. This is legit. I mean, I can see all the all the the prop cars and stuff like that. It was crazy. When they did the Butler, mm-hmm. the, the Butler downtown, yeah, and they had all the like the old cars and everything, and they just kind of was remodeling downtown. Dude, I thought that was so legit. Yeah, it is so freaking legit. And it's amazing how much, how much stuff goes into it. You no, know, you taking these besides the place, the movies, you sound stages and stuff like that. These, these people gotta go out there and find these locations. And then transform it to what they need their movie to be. Yeah. So it's a lot of work that goes into these making these films. You know that they get carpenters, electricians, and they build things. They tear things down. I knew they had a movie they shot in Raceland where they blew up a side of a, bu- a building. You know, <laughs> I, I forgot what movie it was. Uh, 
I really don't remember what movie it was, but they blew up the side of a building and had to rebuild it Dang. in one night. Like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> movie magic, man. It is. So being on the set, like on a, on a, a little bit of a smaller scale, it was pretty cool. We are, we're actually working on a, uh, a film that I believe is still in the works. Yes. That uh, I was on the set of a few years back and just kind of being on that and just kind of seeing behind the scenes of us being downtown at the Duke. I just thought that was like, wow, this is incredible. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's fun. It, it really is. It could be a madhouse. You know, they get. Yeah. You got extras. You got your actors. You got your lights set up. You got cameras going here. You have sound, the sound person. You know, it's like yeah. it's a orchestrated chaos. <laughs> and it's, it's fun. It, it, it's. I mean, you get in that positions where you know you're the director, you know, and you have to. Everybody's looking at you, and you yeah. gotta make the decisions. It's like you, you gotta know your stuff, you know. You gotta you gotta, you need to know what's going on, but it, it's fun. It really, really yeah. is. I, I felt like I mean, it was a very small uh, role or whatever I had, but to see you guys work, it was just like this is incredible. Like yeah. it is simply incredible, and that was that was a good night, man. That was a good night. So tell me about like the 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 actors that you actually. Or, or how did those actors even come on board to uh, to do that? Well, we, um, throughout, this, throughout the process of everything, we uh, met with uh, Atlanta Gotro, who owns Stage Theater School right there on Hollywood Road. Um, we met up with her, and she kind of came on board as kind of like a producer type, you know, trying to help things get going. Well, since she teaches acting, you know, we uh, ended up having a casting call. So we brought a lot of her students in, and uh, we met – we. At the time, the project we were working on, we cast it based on those people. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we casted uh, Brianna Locasio was our main star, and uh, Anna Gotro was our other main protagonist. And we had some others, you know, they yeah. came on. But, yeah. So talk to me about, like, like we talk a lot about, like, collaborating mm -hmm. and just in general. Um, that That is a, a great idea when you look at it. But sometimes collaboration can get messy. It's collaboration is a great tool, uh, but it could be a messy tool. Yeah, you no, know, it's something I think you have to have some pretty strong skin to deal with a lot of times. Right, because they can get downright dirty. It can, <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah, you no, know, you you argue and not in a mean way, you know, yeah. but. You, you try to get your point across. They try to get their point across. And it's like, it almost, sometimes it almost gets a drag out brawl. You know, like, <laughs> no, you can't do this because what? No. Yeah. No, so, it, but it's amazing what can happen when, even though you go through those patches of arguing and debating, when you it all said and done, when you come together on that, that conclusion, yeah. you get to move forward and you get to see the work that those hours you put in. You know, on the phone or in person, t t talking about, the, the arguing about, they see it all get put into place. Okay, this stuff, hey, we're moving forward now. Right. What's the next step? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a great thing. Dude, that's awesome. So, yeah, that, that was kind of the, uh, the thing. Because, I mean, being, I couldn't imagine it being in like a directorial role where you have all these people and you have other writers, you have, you know, stuff like that where it's like, man. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's some pressure. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like some pressure. Yeah, it can be. So let's talk about like setup. Like, so you show up to a set. I mean, you do you do other things. I mean, you do photography stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Or just yeah. is it mainly like video? Yeah, I mainly do video. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of concepts of photography and videography, cinematography go hand in hand with each other. Right. I mean, uh, a video at twenty four frames per second is twenty four pictures in, in one second. You know, so yeah. it's basically the same concept. You no, know, mm -hmm. still still image and moving picture. So 
Well, yeah, I do a lot of both. So talking about like your service and everything like that, like, so you don't so the process of just setting up, like we were talking about, like, I remember that night mm-hmm. of like just going on set and being there for hours and it was just like one scene, right? Yeah. I think it was just one scene. one scene and just seeing how that whole process works behind the scenes. So you don't just show up on site hit record and just, you know what I mean? No, I mean, that, there's a lot of things that go on before you put the camera on a subject. I mean, first off, you get your script, and your script's your, your foundation, it's your blueprint. Uh, it's not, well, like a bad word, set in stone, you can't deviate from, but you have your basic story there. Yeah. You know, and the script tells you so much. You know, you tell you who your characters are, what they're saying, what they're doing, where they're at, and it breaks down to even as far as what they're wearing. Yeah. You know, like the psychology of colors is a very important thing to me. You know, right. like this, if you ever seen The Sixth Sense, I'm sure you yeah, have. Absolutely. You know, every time they had something to do with death, the, the color red was in there. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's psychological of color. Like the Dick Tracy movie with all the different goons and stuff, mm-hmm. they all had a different color yeah, reflecting yeah. their personality and what their thing was. But those script things do that. And then with the, with the, the magic of movie making and the psychology of everything goes on behind it. Everything means something, right. you know. So the lighting setup: do I want a contrasty dark image? Do I want a comedic lighted image? You know, right. all that stuff plays in the factor. So getting to your question about setup, mm-hmm. it really it all goes into our pre-planning, our pre-production stuff. So we do break down our script, we do our lighting diagrams and all the good stuff, so that we know when we get there, we know where to put the lights at. The, the, the had that most effect on that scene. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's what's good to hear about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes because uh, I feel like it's something that I think everyone wants to be in a movie. Yeah. Everyone wants to be in a music video, stuff like that. But I don't think people understand like the process behind it and the hard work. Or maybe they do, you know? But uh, But I think this is very informative for those who are maybe just wondering like, Man, what's it like behind you know a well, set of a movie or something well, like that? Well, I hope. And, and even though like we're small scale compared to Hollywood, you know, right. but the same concepts apply. You know, we don't we might have not have the ten million dollar light systems and stuff like that, yeah. but it's the same concept. You know, right. we don't have we might not be shooting on a red camera or yeah. our airy camera, you know that, but the process is still the same. Yeah, you know, it's just at a, at a, a lower scale. Right. And that's what it goes into, like, producing, like, my own stuff and stuff like that. It's kind of like, well, it's a lot smaller scale, but the hard work and, you know, yeah. the time you have to put in is pretty much the same, you yeah. know. And, and if I've, not more, because most of the time it's, like, stuff I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm, like, researching, like, right. hey, well, how to make this sound like that or whatever. Exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and we kind of get the, the, the disadvantage of not having that money, that, that right. stuff. That we, we have to go out and find our money. Yeah. You know, like I don't, nothing in the world is free. Right. You no, know, you might say, okay, you got equipment, you got people, let's go make something for free. Well, I gotta pay, I gotta feed them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you know, that that business I want to shoot at might want to charge me X amount of dollars a day to shoot there. You no, know, yeah, nothing, nothing in the world is free. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, like you said though, I mean, it just takes my time, takes money, yeah. takes dedication. Yes. Because like we were talking about, everyone wants to be in it, but. I think once you start breaking down the hard work and okay, we'll be on set for this time and do this, then yeah. it's like, uh, oh man, I can't, you know, I got this, I got that going on. It's like, well, how bad, how bad do you want it? Right. How bad do you want to do this? And I think that's one thing that I don't know if just around like in this town and stuff like that, but man, people have the ideas, they have the drive, but it's like, when do you want to start? Ah, uh, man, I, I don't know, you know. And it's yeah. just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I mean, and there's a difference between 
wanting it, just not going to do it versus yeah. wanting it and being stuck, I think. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, there's been times where I get stuck on a project, like like I'm writing something, it's like blank face. And like yeah. you're getting like so far into it, and all of a sudden, uh, I just became stupid all of a sudden. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I mean, with creativity, you're going to find your blockages like that, you know, yeah. things that stop you. Like with that, it's the idea you can't stop, stop. You got to break through those barriers, mm -hmm. you know, and push yourself even harder. And it's it's hard. So not just, I mean, you get writer's block, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. Man, I was actually reading a book by Austin Kleon called uh, Show Your Work. And I was actually, uh, I, re I read it before, but I, I kind of went into it yesterday. Just kind of, I guess, with uh, a new um, perspective, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing he was talking about in there was like, and I, there's no way I feel like I can do this, but actually just write, start writing. All right. And then while you're in that moment of just like, you know, you know, that moment where it's like everything's just pouring out. Yeah. Just stop, put it away and then come back to it some other time. I'm thinking and people have been known to do that throughout history, you know, great artists and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no way because I feel like that those moments are like so important, you know, where right. it's like everything's flowing. You feel like well, you should just get everything out. But actually, like, it was some advice like that. I mean, what do, what do you think about that? Are you the type of guy like me who's like, no, once it's once it's flowing, like, that's it. I'm going to ride this as long as I can. If, if it's flowing for me, I usually don't stop. Yeah. Because if I know, cause I, from prior experiences, if I stop, I feel like I'm going to lose it. Yeah. It's that much harder to get that's it back. That's how I feel. Exactly. So, so I didn't even, even thought of the approach of, oh, I'm flowing. And the thing, the word that's coming out is perfect. Yeah. No, stop. Just like, stop. No, don't yeah. stop. Just keep I, going. And I, I forget who it was, who he, ah, crap. I'm going to have to go back. But he was talking about, it was a famous, uh, it was a famous writer. And I can't remember the author's name, but he would say that. He would stop in the middle of a sentence. So when he came back, he would know where to leave. I'm like, there's no way I can work like that. I feel like once the, the faucet's kind of turned on, I don't want to stop it. Like, yeah. I just want to ride this as long as I can. I mean, so, I, I guess in, in that aspect, I've had kind of done that before. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, before we started here, you know, I was uh, working on the script a little bit, and I, I stopped mid sentence. And <laughs> but, but I probably won't, when I go back, I probably won't go right to that sentence. I probably like read back and read a little bit what I wrote before, get me back into the mindset of it all. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. I I, I want to hear more about that that idea of yeah. Stopping. It was like a. Uh it was a uh, it was a chapter. It was the last chapter in the book, and he was talking about that. I'm just like, what? That's insane. Yeah. There's no way. Like, there's no way for me. Just, yeah. What? Well, that's another great thing about the creative process. It's for everybody. It's different. Everyone has. Yeah. It's you so know, different. Like I've like doing my screenwriting. I'm usually the kind of guy who doesn't outline anything. I just go from the gut, you yeah. know, and have a story in my head and, and write it as, as I see it go back make changes here and there mm -hmm. but i admit people can't do that they they have to outline it this is my for act one act two act three just yeah. all this stuff like i could kind of do that but even yeah. when I, even when i do i'm so uh, detail oriented mm -hmm. that even when i did the outline <laughs> i'm like the, the, the guy i handed it to the director he's like this is too much detail i'm like that's how my brain works yeah. and it's like uh, that's Sorry. I guess it's better to have too much than not enough, right? Yeah, it could. I mean, it's a curse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your some some of your favorite genres of, of movies? Do you have a favorite? Favorite just, favorite genre. Yeah. Thrillers. 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 Psychological cool. thrillers with crazy twists at the end. Nice. That's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, after that would probably be something like horror. 
Yeah. My least favorite would probably be comedy and dramas. Really? I'm not a big fan of comedy, the dramas, which is kind of ironic because right now I'm binge watch watching The Office for the third time on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which is really funny because coming from a cinematography background, I'm yeah. used to like shots meaning something and blah, blah, blah. But you ever seen The Office? Oh, The Offices, yeah. It's nothing like that. It's like, like complete that. documentary style. Yeah. Like, at first time I seen it, I hated it. I was like, oh, this is so horrible. The filmmaker in me is like, oh, this is so horrible. Oh, will you please quit moving the camera so much? <laughs> but once I realized what it was, yeah. it was like, well, this is genius. This is genius. I love it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm binge watching it for the third time right now. Dang. That's kind of my thing with like comedies and stuff. I love comedies. Not so much. It's a hit or miss, really. What, what comes in theaters? Yeah. Normally like series, like Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. I, I love that show. Um, I've actually watched it. Uh, I started watching it for the second time. I finished the seasons and then I started watching it again. My wife's like, you're nuts. Just stop <laughs> watching it. I'm like, cause it's, it's hard for me sometimes to like find shows or just things that just grab my attention. Right. And that's what did it for me. And some of the office did that too. And, uh, it, it depends on the comedy, you yeah. know? There's, then there's different types of comedy. I mean, you have slapstick. Yeah. You know, you have stand-up comedy. I, I enjoy stand-up comedy. More. I'm getting really into stand-up comedy yeah. as like, Man, I think that's kind of like the next step, right? Spoken word, stand-up comedy, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I don't think I could ever do that. But actually have something funny to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I, you could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, but. Yeah, dude. How what do you, do you, how do you, how do you I, write exactly, a joke? Uh, how do you write? But then what I found out, too, was kind of the, uh, kind of the uh, like Wizard of Oz moment where the curtains kind of pulled back and you realize like I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Chris Rock has uh, ten to fifteen writers for him, so it's like <laughs> he has, they have writers for them to yeah. write jokes, and they decide that's not a good joke. And I toss that, and then you know it's stuff like that, and they get paid like five grand an hour or whatever. You nice. know, it's like crazy. So that concept of just the kind of behind the scenes, like it's kind of like singers and songwriters, yeah. you know, it's like they're great singers might not be great songwriters. So they get pitched these songs to do, they do them and then, you know, becomes a hit, you know, yeah, that when I, when I finally figured that, that notion out that these yeah. singers aren't always the songwriters of it. Oh yeah. It blew my mind. It, oh, and, yeah. and, it, and it goes back, it goes the whole idea of the filmmaking no scene. It's like, there's so many moving parts behind it that, some people yeah. don't see. It's like, right. like, yeah, she's a great singer, but she can't write a flip. Exactly. So it's like these people, these people behind her, you know, helping her, pushing her, and yeah. I'm sure to get paid for it. You know, oh yeah. You know, so it's, it's the same thing with filmmaking. It's a very going back to your collaboration thing. It's a very collaborative effort. I mean, we there's been times where I've done everything by myself, but it's just a lot more work. Yeah. You know, it's. Everybody has a job to do, and they get expected to do it, do their job, and it's all for the greater good of the film. You yeah. know? So, and it, it alleviates. If I was the director, DP, editor, first AD, first AC, you know, all these different things down the line, like you gonna drive yourself crazy. Oh yeah. You know, because like you, as a director, I'm worried about the story and, and the performances I'm getting out of the actors. I really don't have time to be worried about camera setups at that point. Right. You no, know, but if I'm the DP, the cinematographer, that's my job. The, the camera department, you no know, lighting setups and all that stuff. Yeah. To do both of them at the same time, you you you, I won't say you wasting time, but you taking up time you don't really have. Right. At that point in time, so it's it's, it's a very big collaborative effort in the filmmaking. 
man. industry. That's awesome, man. And like I said, hopefully the listeners get a lot out of this, man, too. Uh, and, I, and I wondered how it was going to be to talk to someone like you, you know, um, who, who does, you know, film and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I, I just uh, I think it's a, definitely an interesting process. And I definitely think that those who want to get involved in, in cinematography or filming or anything like that, man, I think this will be one way to kind of... Uh, you know, help them out in that way. Why? Well, hear it from someone who has the experience. Well, I surely do hope so. And it's there's nothing to be necessarily scared of. You know, it's just, it's an adventure. It really is. Like, could you get thrown in situations where you got to be split, split second decisions and stuff like that? You got like, well, so so didn't show up, or we got to fire this person. Or whatever the case is, the show must go on. What would you what do you do? Yeah. And you you make amends. You know, you make adjustments and you you deal with the situations and. You know, but like I said before, it all goes back to your script. You know, yeah. you got to have that script. As you, that's the foundation, right? That's the, I mean, that's, that's, the, the, that's the foundation. The like you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with everything you've explained and everything, when did the, the desire to film anything, like, come into come into play? Was it was it something you've always wanted to do? or? It, you know, some people get their inspirations from a well, famous director or they've seen this great movie. You know, to me, it was my inspiration was my grandfather. Believe awesome. it or not, uh, he never been in a movie. Never been, a, as far as I know, never been on a Hollywood set. No, but he loved movies. The man, the man had a, had a wall full of VHS tapes that he watched of so everything from like the old serial f- films from the '30s, like the Batman, oh, wow. the original Batman yeah. and Superman and stuff like that, the Lone Ranger. You know, all the way through until he passed. You no, know, like throughout the years, he had all kind of stuff like that. Movies out. <laughs> a vault of movies and he loved them and like he, he would love taking his camcorder out and trying to recreate things or trying in camera special effects which you know hindsight being 2020 you know it's yeah. still cheesy you know yeah, yeah. but he loved them he tried it and they, they and it really got me interested in like the movie magic like how did they do that no, yeah. How did he get Superman to fly? You know, yeah. how did Batman, Robin, Robin climb up the side of the building? Right. You know, the capes flying in the wind. It's like, so he he initially started the the inspiration for it. Then when DVDs and stuff came out, and he started adding all his extra bonus stuff on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I love those things. That was like oh, heaven. Absolutely. You know? You know? So I, I would watch those sometimes even before I even watch the movie. Like, oh, how did he do that? Oh. That's how he did it. That's amazing. Um, and I'm that type of person, when I watch a movie, I usually have to watch it twice. Yeah. You know, once to watch it for the, the story, then the other one, the, the breakdown, like the lightings, that breakdowns and special effects, like how did he do that? Oh, that's amazing. There was a um, this crazy mirror shot in the movie Contact mm-hmm. where uh, you this girl's running down the hallway, up the stairs, or down the stairs, through a hallway, they'll get some medica- medication from... A medicine cabinet for a dad. You have to see it because, like, when you, it looks like she's coming at you the entire time, yeah. and all of a sudden her hand comes through and then she opens the mirror and like look at the mirror image of it. Oh, what! It was crazy. It was such a crazy shot. Like, how did you do that? <laughs> and I finally figured out how they did it. You know, I finally found out how not how it was a lot of special effects, but it was still it was a very cool process. Dang. Yeah, that came out what the nineties, huh? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And I've, I've never watched it, but I've I've seen. I, I, I've, I, like I've never seen the movie itself in its entirety. I just seen that one scene. It's like, <gasps> take my breath away. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because working with mirrors is a fun but can be difficult thing to do. I was about to say with the camera, you know, yeah. it's like uh, 
Yeah, like I I watch a lot of film right mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Ryan Connolly, who was actually one of the same college I went to. Yeah, but uh, he does a lot of tutorials on this, that, and filmmaking and stuff like that. And uh, they did a short film. It was like a horror thing. What they had a shot in their thing in the short film where the camera panned around and somebody looking in the mirror. Where's the camera at? Yeah, exactly. How? <laughs> I mean, it's like it was, it's special effects, and it's just. But it goes back into what I was saying earlier about pre-production stuff. That all that stuff has to be planned. Yeah. Because you have to know. Okay, the camera has to be here. The light has to be right here. It's like so. Even something as small as that, it goes into that planning thing. That's why going into it willy nilly, he's like, hit the record button and see what happens. Yeah, you can do that, <laughs> but don't don't expect to have no special effects out of Hollywood level, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's cool you were talking about earlier about your grandpa and everything. I remember my dad, um, he rented a video camera, like the yeah. big VH, with the, you put the tape in the side yeah. and everything for like a, a, I must've been like second or third grade. And uh, he had it for the weekend. And uh, after he recorded like a choir uh, event that we had or whatever, um, he had it and uh, he did like a lot of stop motion yeah. with toys. And I remember being a kid like, oh my gosh, how do they do that? <laughs> and he would like put it into place. He would hit record, then stop it, and then like move it again. And like playing it back, it was funny because like we're talking in the background. And so it's like that, that, that. <laughs> it's like just this, you know, yeah. craziness. But to see the toys move and the way he did it, I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, and, and no, no, no effects, no special effects, just stop motion like that. I remember being a kid, like, ah, look at that. It's awesome. But uh, so you're talking about like the process of everything and, and how it's made. And the, can you, and, and I imagine even sitting at a table where, something like that wasn't done before with the mirror thing. Right. And a room full of people probably thinking, how are, how are we going to do this? You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think that maybe before it was ever done, they were sitting there thinking, how are we going to have that? You know? Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, because for my experience, a lot of filmmakers are very detail oriented people. And they got to think of not only the story, but the technical side of everything. You know? yeah. It's like, well, there's a mirror there. How are we going to get from this point around to this point without being seen? Well, I mean, so yeah, there's a lot of planning goes into those things, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of sit down, talk about testing it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times you got to take test shots. You, you're not going to go there willy nilly, even with a, a plan. No, you go yeah. to te- test things. You know, will this work? You no, know, can we do this? Yeah. No, what preparation do we have to do with the, to the set to make this work? Yeah. No, do we have to take take a wall down, which I've never had to take a wall down. Thank goodness. You know, <laughs> but there's there's times like that. You know, there's yeah. been going back to the whole uh, short film from Ryan Connolly from Film Riot. Um, they was talking about shooting scenes where he had to be in the bathtub hidden in the scene. What? Yeah. Dang. You no, know, you you'd be surprised what kind of stuff goes on. Yeah. Like they, 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 people are right there. They on the behind walls and yeah. in t- bathtubs yeah. like it's crazy wherever they can be right yeah. you get that shot yep so as far as like podcasts and stuff like that man um or anything really anything you've been checking out lately any kind of content you've been consuming that has just been like 
really inspiring you lately or what? Oh, yeah. I've been listening to pod. I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm kind of new to podcasting stuff. I, yeah. I, I guess I'm the old fart. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I recently started listening to podcasts, you no, know, probably within the last six months to a year. And I found them very, some very interesting ones that helped me with the whole filmmaking process. Um, of course, one of, the, one of my favorites is the Creative Coping Podcast. It's not oh, just man. Thank you. Not just because <laughs> I'm here, but... I remember listening to the first ones. It's like that's some very inspirational stuff. It's like oh man, thank it's you. It's like and then you start bringing on guests and having the, being able to listen to different musicians and poets and stuff like that. people I didn't even heard of before, but to hear their story, it's like it wow, that it, that's so inspirational to me. Oh, appreciate you know, it, man. No problem. But uh, I, I listen to a lot of filmmaking podcasts uh, right now. Some in the screenwriting process. I listen to a lot of ones about screenwriting stuff. Obviously, I mean we have. Um, Film Riot, their podcast. I have listened to the DGA podcast, the Directors Guild of America podcast. Um, I filmmaker, uh, the Wandering DP. You know, I find these searching forms anything to do with cinematography, directing, you know, stuff like that. It's like it's them all day long. And then I also listen to, uh, which believe it or not, I'm not even a, even a big fan of hers, but Oprah Winfrey's Masterclass. No, yeah. I don't listen. To, I don't listen to all of all of them because a lot of them either I don't care for the person they're interviewing or I don't see how it's going to benefit me. But like listen, like Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson, his story, you know, like where he came from, where he's at now. It's like they're all inspirational. It's like because I get those, those moments where man, I, t- I beat myself up, like man, you can't do this, you can't do, and you don't have it in you. Blah blah. Then you listen to somebody else's story, like whether it be your story, because I listen to y'all, you and your wife's podcast right. and your, on your show you know listen to these other famous people it's like yeah. they're just people like us yeah. you know they have their struggles and they they go through them and they they accomplish their goals and it's very inspirational for me yeah screw the excuses all that crap. Yeah. like they just do it right yeah. that was one thing like talking about Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. like of course his he has a story of like going to Hollywood with like seven bucks in his pocket yeah. you know and just now he has a production company called Seven. Was it Seven Bucks Productions or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, and like producing now movies and stuff like that, and uh, just those inspirational stories, man. And like you said, regardless of the scale, whether it's you and I talking in a in a library here in Homa, Louisiana, yeah. or like a bigger scale of Oprah and Dwayne Johnson, those. I mean, the stories are what I believe motivate us, what drive us. And even when we feel like giving up, right. hey, you listen to someone else's story who didn't give up. And man, it just it rekindles that spark, you it, know, that it, was there. It really does, and it, it pushes even harder. Cause like, if they could do, because some of these people, like, they, you have exceptions where they came from uh, yeah. the background. The, the daddy was a director or whatever. Yeah. You got the ones who weren't, and like, those are the ones that really get me. It's like, or the so, ones who didn't even realize they wanted to be in entertainment until right. they were later on in life, like late twenties, early thirties, even later than that. We were talking about Morgan Freeman. Right. What was it about Morgan Freeman you were he, saying? If I'm not mistaken, he didn't get like his first major role into in the, well into his forties. It's insane. You no. Know? And now look at him. I mean, exactly. You know, one yeah. of the biggest actors. Right. And it's just I think time and just patience. I think because we want we're in kind of this microwave society that we want it now, yep. right? We we everything's fast. Everything is just we need it now, need it now, and we need it less than a minute. We need it you know our videos we need them less than five minutes you know it's like consume 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 but for those who are like patient with it you know who are really working hard behind the scenes and busting their ass doing this thing you know you're going to eventually reap you know what you're sowing and you know whether that's in one way or another 
whether it's on a big scale or on a small scale, I think it's just appreciating the little bit that you have. You right. Know? And that's like we do in this podcast. I'm not going to be the next like Joe Rogan or anything. Might be. But, <laughs> but just because I'm so into people's stories, because I'm literally like that is what, what gets me. I, someone asked me that before, like, why do you do the podcast then? I'm like, because I'm literally in love with people's stories. Right. I love picking people's brains and understanding what, what makes them tick, what makes them create the way they do. Right. And so, yeah, man. And that's why I love love your show because like, I get to hear other people's stories, you know, like right. – Dustin Boudreaux. Yeah. You know, I just listen to him. I listen to y'all's story. You know, I listen to uh, all these different people you have on. It's like, they all have their struggles. Yeah. You know, they, they go into hiatuses. They, they quit. You no, know, they come back. It's like, they, they perseverance and they just keep on keeping on. Exactly. It's very, very, very motivational for me. Heck yeah, man. So, man, as we come to a close, man, is there anybody uh, you want to send a special uh, shout out to? Anything like that? Anything you want to add? Well, I mean, I want to thank the people who stuck with me so far i know i know the, the journey has been long and hard so far we're not there we're, we're still going uh thank, thank my wife terry um these great actresses i met you know brianna locasio anna gotro uh elena gotro from stage uh mr jason flores and Tibido. these guys have been really great uh jason osteen because uh, in all honesty if it wasn't for meeting him that one day we probably wouldn't be this far in the process that we are. You know, right. I met you through him. Yeah. I met Moses through him. You know, it is. I met a lot of creative people through a chance meeting with him. Yeah. So it's really great. So man, how can people reach out to you on social media? Oh man, I got you no know, my social media platforms. I got I'm on Facebook. Uh, look me up on the Brandon Stoof. It's I don't have too many of me out there. Uh, I'm on Instagram as B Stoof. That's B E E Stoof. Uh, same thing with. Twitter, I'm the same BE Stoof on Twitter, and I have a Snapchat BJ Stoof. Awesome, man! Everyone, be sure to definitely follow Brandon on all those platforms to keep up with what he is doing. And also, if you need any kind of video work done, he's your guy. So reach out to him on there. This episode was brought to you by Johnny Anomaly, the voice of the Creative Coping Podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm having too much fun on here. It's a shame it all has to end. But if you've enjoyed what you heard please share it. Share the heck out of it. And for all your video needs, reach out to Brandon. I'm sure he would love to work with you. And until next time, you know the deal. I want you to speak up, stand out, and stay creative.